0: Hello and welcome to Stormboy Speaks. On today's program, we're looking at reading, witchcraft, and techno slavery. So, what we're going to look at today is how reading has influenced humanity and its effects on us now, and its effects on us in the past, and where that puts us in terms of moving forward as a species first of all let 's have a think about this so first of all, when we look at um, when we look at today 's society, for instance, so um, we have the vast majority of the time you know we 're looking at things like films and pictures and i 'm going to get back to that rather than i 'm get back to that in a second, but rather than reading much, right okay, so what is it about reading this specifically interesting here well When we see a picture, of course, we're given the picture, aren't we? We're given a picture. And so we don't have to translate from that picture too much. In other words, we don't have to kind of elaborate that picture specifically. It's given to us, and and we we know exactly what's in front of us, right? Just like a visual image that you see outside in the street. Somebody says, what's outside in the street? You look out the window, and you tell them, right? It's right there. When you're reading, that's not the case, is it? Of course, what the case here is, you have ideas represented as symbols on a piece of paper, and you have to make your own interpretation of what that is. In other words, you create the visual image for yourself from what somebody else, or yourself, or you know, whatever you're reading, has been written. In most cases, of course, it's by somebody else, through a book, let's say, or a magazine, whatever, right? You're creating the image just from symbols on a piece of paper. That translates into visual imagery in your mind, which you are responsible for creating. That's quite a point, and we're going to get back to it. So, films give you a picture, which is, of course, not your creation, as I said. Now, in, in the hermetic occult traditions, which we talked about before, we know the fundamental tenet of these traditions is towards um, words, word spells, and visualization. We talked about this in a previous episode, okay? We know that words cause word spells, things like the way that, you know, politicians use the word terrorism, particularly in the 90s 90s. Um, etc right and just terrorism terrorists terrorists all the time right to to embed that in your subconscious as a thing so we know that power of that word spell we, we understand that that's one thing so when we read things it can have that power of creating that uh, ideology but we, we don't need to read it though we can hear it of course as well however when we look at reading as we've said it's the visualization ideology from hermetic and occult mystery school tradition that is important here Fundamentally, in as we discussed, um, it is the ability to be able to create from visualizing. So you can create through subconscious repetition of words. In the hypnagogic state, we spoke about this before sleep. You can create from visualization more, even more effectively of a specific situation or anything else. So the skill of being, into vis- to being able to visualize is in magical practice and in mystical s- tradition across the board, is of extreme importance, okay? It was held in great high esteem by um, the powers that be for many, many centuries. So, if you think about this, over a 100 years ago, reading would be done by a huge amount of the populace, a huge amount of people, and this gave rise to a very specific period in time when more people than ever before were reading and therefore um, visualising and creating from things like word spells, but especially from visualisation, right? And this would have started, and I realised that this was a huge thing, and I thought, "Is I'll have a look, because I didn't even know when, for instance, the witch hunts in history occurred, and I thought, it has to have been between these two dates, and we'll talk about this. But basically, the start of when the printing press was created, which happens to be 1440, very interestingly, by a goldsmith... Very interestingly, the precursors to the bankers of the world, the controllers of humanity, Johannes Gutenberg. And he created the printing press. And my argument is that this is a very specific period in time between 1440, creation of the printing press, and the creation of and production of the beginning of programs on TV, television, right? So not radio, because radio, if you think about it, if someone's reading to you on radio, they're just telling you words you're interpreting the words and putting them into a picture for yourself right so it's not quite the same at all so tv is a very specific huge change for humanity now tv occurred in 1927 so i knew i intuitively that of course obviously i knew anyway but i didn't think it was before 1440 anyway and I obviously intuitively then when these times of the witch hunts etc may have occurred which I realized was between these two very specific dates 1440 and 1927 start of TV the the witch hunts occur- occurred actually between around uh, about in the, their peak um, between the 14th and 15th centuries in Germany in Europe between 1561 and 1670 basically um, in england their peak uh in england was slightly different uh and it was around about the english civil war um 1640s and 1650s so again there it's like 200 years after so if you look at this and you think what does that mean well printing press came along 100 to 200 years after that both in Europe and England, what you have is suddenly this movement called the witch hunts, right? What was the witch hunts? Well, the witch hunts, of course, what were the witch hunts, should I say? Were obviously a process where, we've talked about this, I think, briefly before, where people who were in shamanic practice. Which is still what is done across in many tribal societies to this day where the magi of those uh, you know specific groups the magi the magicians the the shamans the witches all the same thing just differently labeled good and bad we talked about before like the force the jedi the sith it's the same thing doesn't matter but they choose their side right so you're to a good you know witch doctor if you like whatever so these teachings at this time grew in their greatest amount, as we've said, between these periods, round about just before they were trying to be wiped out by these people, round about the fifteen and sixteen hundreds. Now, that's because, of course, at those times, if I just said this visualization would have been at its height because the printing press has had time to create printing to be passed out around thousands of people across Europe and England and people have had time to learn the skill of reading and for that skill to be spread across their communities right so now they can there's a huge amount of people who can read and suddenly of course the Catholic and the Protestant church particularly in England under Cromwell realize wait a minute all these people are now becoming aware of mystical mystery school traditions they are able to create, they are able to do practices that we wish to restrict for the powerful elites. This has been watered down, well, partly, only partly, I think, but leaked out, let's say, from those initial magical mysteries uh, from the likes of, you know, Sumeria and Egypt, as we know, originally, into all over Europe. And so now you have this huge rise in this magical practices that have been going on the legends of King Arthur and all this for for a few hundred years a couple of hundred years whatever and they're not happy about this for obvious reasons because it puts the power back with the people and they don't want that. The number one thing they do not want you to know is how powerful you truly are because then you will take back the power for yourself and need nobody else. You don't need to revolt. You just need to not join in their games. This is actually the nature of true revolution would be to go, well, I'm just not playing. I'm not, it's like when people vote, it's like I always say, you know, it's a rock and a hard place. It doesn't make any difference who you vote for. You're still voting for the system, the same system that enslaves you. So your decision is to say, no, I'll walk away. Now, of course, it requires everybody to walk away to break the system uh, uh, completely. But if people did that tomorrow, there wouldn't be a system. You'd have your own system. That's the point. So getting back to this point, what we have is, um, you know, we had the powers that be, Uh, more than ever before um worrying about their control over the lives uh of these people who would would gain some knowledge of of the magical mysteries for want of a better a better term and as i say this happened to coincide with the biggest spread of first spread of literacy in the western world which tells you quite a lot doesn't it so they wiped that out quite effectively by just going around saying, "Anybody, of course, who you know has any mystical knowledge is a is a witch," and burning them. Uh, brilliant. What they didn't, of course, do was check out their own priests who used the same ideologies across the world. And if anybody had the ability to look, of course, it was impossible. But to look at the practices of these people and the books they kept it was obvious why, and that they'd stolen that knowledge for themselves, sold you a sack of bullshit, let's be clear, um, and or should I say a watered-down hoi polloi set of rules and regulations for the mainstream populace to follow, whilst they keep the secretive knowledge for themselves. Now, so let's fast forward now to today now what do we have today and where are we relative to this so the 1927 i think i said um the tv kicked in and all of a sudden the center of your world was the television in the past the center of, of home life had been uh, the fire probably and the discussions of family around the fire and chatting to your neighbors and so on and so forth right suddenly You had this box in the middle of your room. It's a specific of the... um, I studied this for years at uni, actually. Not that that means anything, but it was an interesting chapter where what you have is in the baby boom generation, for the first time, people were shipped out into satellite places, i.e. the suburbs, which were created around cities, and the center of their worlds, they'd do a little job in the city. They'd come home via their, their little car, have no connection with their neighbors anymore, have no real connection with their community anymore, which used to be the mainstay of their lives. And, you know, whereas they'd be the baker, you know, the fireman, whatever, in the same community before. Now they worked in the city, came back to their communities in the suburbs, which they didn't relate to because they didn't really live most of their lives there, and sit in their front rooms. And now instead of a fire and a hearth in a community, they had a television set. And on the television set, you had uh, a talking head. Some person who's telling you things you know, a bit like I'm telling you here. I could be telling you nonsense, couldn't I? Well, look it up for yourself and, you know, you'll realize that I'm not. Do your own research. I strongly encourage you to do that. Um, I, you know, that's the key here. But nonetheless, so these, you know, there'd be a talking head on the TV telling you something and people would just say, well, you know, I'm just going to accept that blindly. And you go, okay, look, if the person makes some sort of logical sense, but a lot of the time it's not really based on any complete backing up of anything. They just started to filter this into... Then, you know, the human psyche. And so that became the norm. So satellite towns, TV in front, that's become the norm ever since, isn't it? Now let's fast forward to today. So instead of it being that same center of TV today, now we have a more disparate world than ever. So now people live alone in their houses. They don't, they don't have a community the same way anymore. They live in cities, again, satellites on the edge of things, still in the suburbs. But now not only do they have the TV to come home to, which was a great invention for the controllers of humanity. But now, of course, you have a carry around centre of your world and that carry around centre of your world, and tell me if I'm wrong, is your phone. Possibly also your laptop, possibly also your tablet. But basically, what you have to realise from this is what is being done. Have a very clear think about this. So. In the past you would read a book and you would create visual imagery from that book. You would be powerful in your energy of being able to create. And now you are in a position where you are very 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 poor at creating because you are constantly presented with images which are already created for you. Now originally of course this was just image uh, like uh, you know TV programs and films. I love films. I love them. But the- Bottom line is, imagination-wise, I'm being given that, impr- that that imprinted information. I'm not creating it myself, you know. So I don't have to imagine anything. Which is why a book's always better, isn't it? You read it and then you're always, the story is good, but it's not as good as the book. Because your imagination made the book better, you created it visually. So what we have, of course, is um, in this state is that now you had people... Uh, Coming home, they've got the TV, but also now they've got a phone, and on their phone now today, you know, we have social media everywhere. So you've got your TikTok, you're staring at TikTok twenty four seven. You're staring at Instagram, you're staring at whatever else it might be, and numerous other things. You know, chatting to everybody in a million different apps, Twitter. You're constantly looking at feeds of everything. A good example of this is, for instance, you know, when I'm wherever I might be, if I'm training in the gym, whatever, and I, and I look and I think people around. In between sets of training, even if they're training fairly hard, they're staring at the phone, often with headphones on, which means they're locked in to a different audio-visual world. They're distracted constantly, even from their training. They are given visual images constantly bombarding their minds, so they don't create for themselves at any point. This is all day long on the phone looking at oh yeah i'm on the tube looking at my phone reading or watching something oh i'm watching something in the gym i go home i'm watching something in the office watching something every five seconds when i'm not on the computer typing something in right this is the standard for most people i mean i would estimate that around 90 percent of people's time is spent looking at a visual field think about this that they have not created themselves they have been given that created visual field and make no mistake, this purposefully destroys that person's ability to create outside of themselves. And then they don't have any time and they're busy, busy, busy all the time. So because you're busy, people think being busy is a good thing, it is a terrible thing. It is a terrible thing. I'll say it again, it's a terrible thing. Why? Because in ancient society they understood the nature of having calm space and alone time, having calm time when you do next to nothing. Most of that would be meditation type things or walking in nature, doing something where you were one with your surroundings more, right? But now we have very little of that. Most people don't have any of that. If they do, great, but it's still kind of like half the time it's propagated with with bits of them staring at their phone as they walk around the park because they can't look at it, not look at it for five seconds. This is the truth, let's be honest, this is the truth for most people. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying it's a hell of a lot of people, isn't it? So, because of this, you have to understand that you are easy to control, like puppets, it's so easy. Children at play, years ago of course, would be like, you know, uh, when I was a child I would play and I would go out in the street and play with my friends and blah blah blah, and you'd come in afterwards and you'd be tired and you'd play football, whatever you'd play, right? The bottom line is, well, you'd play an adventure game, you'd make stuff up, okay? You'd make things up in your mind. Now, it's interesting because fear, of course, has pushed people into going, oh no, mustn't let them outside, the outside is dangerous. Is it? Well, yeah, the whole world is dangerous. That's the part of humanity and the nature of existence you need to take on board. So it's kind of like, unfortunately, part, I don't want to be all fight clubby, but it's kind of true, grow a pair basically that's part of life and if you're not prepared to do that then you shouldn't be living there's no point there's literally no point uh, that's harsh but it's true this is not some you know you want to be a duvet day culture you're already giving them everything you've got and your whole life is meaningless i guarantee you that is the case so it's about having some at least you know modicum of strength and ability let's be honest children as I say used to play and you have these amazing imaginations and now today so of course first of all children are not encouraged to play outside as much with their friends they've as many friends they don't have as much imagination anyway and then they're locked inside and when they're inside thanks to lockdowns of COVID etc which increased that of tendency um we have now is of course the tendency to look at screens and you see babies everywhere with them you know everywhere with them children tiny one year's oh it keeps you busy yeah I'm sure it does does it increase your imagination and ability to create? No. Destroys it instantly. Instantly. You're giving them pictures of a defined reality so they don't have to create their own. They lose that power and they become, and I mean this in every sense of the word, less magical, less spiritually able. Now, as I said before, we are going into an age where um, this, we are in a place in space-time, mark my words, where the vibrational change, the literal um, actual vibratory uh, electromagnetic field that our solar system is entering is of a higher vibrational state, a literal physical higher vibration. This is not codswallop, not nonsense, Them somebody it's made up. This is uh, like, a, like a plasma field, think of it that way, raised in vibration. As we enter that field, our consciousness is being raised. They want to deplete that in every way hence things like injections vaccinations help with that but they didn't work that well that's why they need to give you 10 right on top of that um they're bombarding you with fear 24 7 that's the number one controlling factor as mentioned before and of course they're bombarding your visual field so that you don't think you don't think or create for yourself The amount of people who read is negligible, let's be honest. And if they do, a lot of them, it's quite often just, you know, kind of throw away trash. Which, again, isn't really helping because, again, whilst you're visualising something, it's something within the parameters of ordinary life, like, you know, like something on EastEnders or something. To keep your perceptions low, to keep your ideologies low, oh yeah, mustn't grumble, life's hard, yeah, because you say it is, so it continues to be that and it's a self perpetuating wheel that creates itself because you go around telling your neighbors, life's hard isn't it, life's hard mustn't grumble. So it becomes that cycle like a hamster on a wheel that is what you are. And the only person who can break it is you and it's not that difficult. It's just you have to cut out some of those things. Um, so. Thinking about this, as I say, we had this early age of children when they were able to do this, and now they're being distracted, controlled. Everything is being distorted in their lives, in their lives, to stop them ascending, especially in this age, because the powers that be are very aware of how powerful this field of energy is that we're going into. I'm only only the super elites, but nonetheless, it's all top down. You have to understand that's how it works. Um, So. To, to prevent this in a innate kind of uh, increase, in, in, in specific, particularly in children, because they're so powerful, people don't understand this. Spiritual intuitive powers to prevent this increase, of course, um, which is in, in occurring exponentially daily um, in, in space-time. People are, of course, uh, addicted to all these technological um, amenities. And they police themselves towards a total inability to use any percentage increase in their intuitive and particularly their creative abilities uh, and to take control of their own world. So instead, as always, they're slaves to money, material possessions and banal, ordinary ways of living which are constantly bombarded as as I said you know work by the sweat of your brow that's what you're cursed with in the Bible for a reason they are saying don't think you are not allowed to think we are the Anunnaki you are not allowed you have the potential to and we don't want to let you ever know that because if you do you might just take back the power for yourself live on this world without our control without us running everything because you don't need us And you would realize you don't need the prison walls around you. You can be free. But then we wouldn't be the prison masters that we are and we wouldn't get you to make all the things that we need from you and to make the sacrifices we desire. In other words, all these ordinary ways of living, um, as long as you don't rock the boat, they're happy. They're very, very happy. So, next time you're reading your book, And you're thinking about this idea of how simply put people say, oh, you know, it's good to read, you know, that it makes you more intelligent. Yes, yes, it is. But know why it is and start thinking maybe, oh wow. Just by using your own creative abilities for, you know, even if it's just five minutes, ten minutes a day to start with, or whatever, you will exponentially increase these spiritual capabilities, as the field around you raises in vibration. Make no mistake, this is a real thing. It's not some you know nonsense made up by some yoga mat, you know, stretching whatever. No disrespect, but you know, seriously, um, it is a very, very real thing i guarantee you this and you your powers are beyond anything you can imagine it's literally just trying to utilize them as i said so maybe try and practice as i said some of those simple things of like using that hypnagogic state of 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 word spell usage before sleep repeating things often up to 40 times before sleep see the effect that they have because they work trust me on this Uh, and the second one of course is using meditation as an emptiness and uh, creating from visualization. And that takes much more practice, but I would say that the simplest way in uh, is of course to start reading because you have to visualize when you read. There is no option, is there? So have a think about that the next time you read a book and then you see the film of it and suddenly it might make you realize the truth in what I'm saying. A truth brilliantly used to control you since the time of the witch hunts and beyond to make sure that you're not as powerful as they are or as they want you to be in any sense whatsoever. Until next time, I wish you, as always, truth, freedom and balance.